GXP Podcast. Chatting with the coolest people from across the Midwest who do some awesome things. We've been at this a minute. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thanks for coming out. See you next year. Yeah, we love it. Now, here's your host, Brian Lee. Stop listening to music, '92. Uh, right, right, yeah. because that's all you needed to hear yep. was everything from the '80s. Welcome to GXP Podcast, Danny Franks. Welcome back, man. Yeah, I'm excited. This is great. <laughs> I've been listening to the episodes. I think I was on what two, three years ago. Uh, yeah, in it, the basement. It, it was, man. It was like episode twenty something. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even 100 percent sure, but uh, thank you, man, for coming back in and uh, blessing the. The new GXP podcast, Sound Lounge yeah, Studio. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love it. It's so great to have a podcast studio in town. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're super excited about it. You got to sign the door. Yeah. You're on the door, man. Yeah. So everybody asks, like, you know, once the door gets filled up, what are you going to do? And I said, well, we're going to give them a black Sharpie and they can do the... The white wall? Or the- no, the, uh, the uh, border of the door. Oh. And then they can take the white sharpie and do like the red on that ba- uh, on that like buffet there, and then on the inside of here. And then once all that gets filled up, <laughs> we're gonna take pictures of all the signatures. Yeah, we're gonna sand down this bar, and we're gonna put the pictures all in here, and then we're gonna put an epoxy over it, and then paint over everything and start over. Cool. Yeah, that's gonna be really cool. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but uh, um, as all this came to tuition, we're just like, all right, uh, this is what's going to happen here because uh, it's exciting. So uh, You said 15 days this has been open, and the door is 50% signed right now? Well, no, there's a lot of space in between. Space. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're, you'll probably have that door filled in two, three months. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and we got some really cool people on the door, including Danny Franks, who we have in the studio right now. You've been Yay. a comedian for over 20 years, man. Over yeah. 20 years. November um, 99 is my first time on stage. So, you know, you're, you are an inspiration to me. And <laughs> I wanted to bring this up to you because I thought about this since our last podcast interview. Uh-huh. And because of you, 
um, you you left and you gave me the stage and you actually trained me um, and being like an opener, uh, you know, doing like the uh, all the announcements and everything else and just, mm -hmm. you know, just saying some some quick jokes and everything. Um, so you are a huge inspiration to me, um, you know, for my short comedy career that I had. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, emceeing is. I I haven't headlined much. I have featured, but I think emceeing is probably the hardest because you're going up dry. Right. You cannot step on what the feature act and headliner do. Like for example. MCs tend to not do crowd work because that opens it up right. for people to think, oh, that that is what we get to interact. But you might have a headliner or feature act that don't do crowd work and they have their, their set material, their jokes that they worked hard on. They don't want to be interrupted. Right. So you, there, there, there's just so many rules in the MC spot. Headliner, they can do whatever the hell they want. Because people are coming to see them. Their name's on the ticket. It's on Correct. the website. But Most, you, yeah. you gave me a, a good opportunity to watch you work a room um, during, like, amateur comedy nights that we had, you know, where people would come in off the, uh -huh. basically off the street or yeah. that, you know, we're looking forward to this and everything. And you would actually host these nights, and I'd watch you. Because up until this point, until I became, like, the DJ of Penguins, you would do mm -hmm. all that and yeah. then run up the stage and, like... And everything else, you know? And so, like, when I came in, um, I ran the sound and the lighting, and that was super easy. But then mm -hmm. I watched you, mm -hmm. and then you're like, hey, I'm going to go do this. By the way, this is your job now. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. I'm not funny. Like, I remember Roger was the manager at the time. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 you're funny. And I'm like, I don't think I am, man. <laughs> my, my first time on stage was just internet jokes because yeah, the MC me just too. didn't show up. And I was like, I, I don't have a book of jokes. So I grabbed a couple. And my first joke ever written was a knock-knock joke that I ever wrote was a knock-knock joke. What was it? Can we hear it? Knock-knock. I mean, who's there? Attention deficit disorder. <laughs> Attention deficit disorder. Who? Is that a butterfly? Yeah, it, but that it, was it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, and then I, I turned funny, it into, I started, like, I would say attention deficit who, and then I'd, wa I'd like, walk around the stage and, like, check the draping and, and stuff like that. And it was just, it was stupid. It was a stupid joke, but that was technically my first joke that I ever put pen to paper. You know, somebody who gave us all this opportunity was Mr. Jeff Johnson. Yes, and uh, he was on the podcast a long time ago, mm -hmm. and we need to get him back on here because he's doing a lot of great things, managing great artists and, yeah. and comedians all over the country. But um, because of him, mm -hmm. I met you, mm -hmm. and now here we are sitting face-to-face, -face and, and you've been doing comedy for over 20 years now, so congrats, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's due to the, the lockdown and the COVID stuff. Things are opening back up, and live entertainment – from comedy to, to, you know, bands and all that, it's it's pretty close to be considered booming right now. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the, the open mics I've been going to, there's been showcases opening up where, so the difference, open mics, you get maybe five minutes, you can be a first-timer, you could be a, a veteran just testing out new five minutes of material. Showcases now I've I've been getting more and more of, you're getting a little bit more freedom. You get 15-ish, 
20 minutes. That's a lot of time for material. Yeah. And, and it's great because, you know, with the open mics, you're doing five minutes. It's hard to establish a character in five minutes. You're, you need the 15 minute sets to possibly piece together and transition your, your numerous five minutes that you've done. And then there's, uh, I have a show coming up at the speakeasy in the quad cities, beautiful room, red velvet backdrop, curtain lights. It looks like the Muppet show, huge stage. And I'm doing 2025. Really? So this is probably, yeah, this is my first 2025 minute set. I want to say in three or four years. So, I mean, right now, yeah, I have three shows this week. Tomorrow I'm hosting open mic at the Comedy Barn in Dubuque. Small, cute little room, like 20 or 125-ish. That's a great room, though. It is a great room. They got an arcade next door, which is where I'm there before (laughs) and after. And uh, Contra. Yeah. (laughs) They got they got they have pinball too. They so. got pinball. Yeah, that's I mean, where really, I'm at. That's, that's where I'm really that's, at with it. Pinball. Yeah, just last week I was playing. I introduced a, another comic to pinball. He came over to my I house. Did. I showed him my pinball machine. You got a pinball machine in your house? I'm hopefully fingers crossed. I'm gonna have multiple pinball machines at Would my you have at my one? peak. I've always wanted one. At my peak, I had five pinball machines and thirteen arcade machines. Then you got married. And then <laughs> no, yeah. we, we, we move. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy? How many more are you going to bring in? The garage is full. I know you got to work on them, but I need to park my car. Um, I but th- I'm using used yeah. machine parts. Yeah. I, I Come leave on, a, let's I, get you a radiation suit. <laughs> I left them in the garage because they're too heavy to bring down the basement. So you said um, you're going to help. <laughs> She has helped me, yeah, and right. she hates it. Yeah, the, you get the, the, the back jukebox end. You get, is what killed you her. Get the back end, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> there's no weight on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a my current pinball machine is a Ripley's, believe it or not. That's dope. Yeah, and then um, we went and played. There's uh, the new Deadpool. Yeah, and they have the new Godzilla too at this uh, little arcade in this basement of uh, out by the Comedy Bar in Dubuque. And they have great, they have Twilight Zone. They have a bunch of great pinball machines and they take care of them. There's a lot of places that don't take care of them. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt to take care of them. The maintenance on them is crazy, right? If, if, If you wipe it down and put new balls in every 500 plays, you should be fine. It should maintain you know, it's integrity, resale value, and playability. Why do you got to clean do, the balls if nobody's touching them? Because the the solenoids in there, they, they, they scrape, you know, carbon dust up onto the play field, and the ball rolls over it. The ball can then get scratched. And then when the ball rolls over the play field, the play field then can get scratched. I did not know this. Yeah. Because I knew that there's a lot of maintenance with pinball machines. Yeah. I just didn't know why. They say there's more wiring in a pinball machine than there is a car. If you ever pull up a, a play field to see underneath all the, the solenoids and, sure. and everything. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, there's there's more wires in a pinball machine than a car. Yeah, so uh, from here on out, buy cars, <laughs> not pinball machines, because they're, well, they're way pin- easier to work on, apparently. <laughs> Pinballs are retaining their value, too, now. Right. So I see this place on Oakland Road, uh, Center Point Road, right, uh, across from the coming or the quick shop there. 
um, and they're always advertising their pinball machines. It's like a gaming place. I have no idea. On Center Point Road, in between 32nd Street and 29th. Oh, Amuse Me Games. Yes. Yes. Um, that that <laughs> I guess I, I brought up a sore subject. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> so when you are a collector, you want to get the best uh, price out of what you want to purchase. Um, these owner ops, he is an owner op. He buys a, let's just say, $6,000 pinball machine. He puts it in bar number one. And it sits there and gets beat up and doesn't get cleaned or gets cleaned. I don't know how he runs his stuff, but let's just say $6,000 right there. And it's time to sell it. He is going to ask $8,000 to $10,000 for that machine that he that they have abandoned, haven't really maintenance much on. And so that is where I'm coming from. I want to buy a machine. Yeah, it's eight thousand dollars. You bought it new for six thousand. You got you know beer stains. How much all over. revenue yeah. out of it on top of it? Well, yeah, yeah. he could. Yeah, he could have made three thousand dollars. So who knows? Anyway, so when it comes to owner ops versus people that want to collect, we can never get owner ops to sell it at routed value. So I never knew that this podcast was going to go in a direction going this of nerd. <laughs> like no, but I love it though because like there's this whole world of collecting pinball machines and I see this mm-hmm. um you know like even you know 15 years ago watching cribs like people who had money <laughs> collected pinball machines yeah. and they were super proud of them and I'm like all right it's a pinball machine and now that I got a little bit of money and I'm like fuck should I be buying pinball machines <laughs> So I'm on a website, it's called Pinside, and they have a, it's a forum, and there is a, I guess, a, a thread called, let's see pictures of your man cave pinball gaming room. Okay. And just some of these people, I, a half a million dollars worth of pinball machines. No just, shit. This guy has minimum 30 or 40 pinball machines worth in between eight and eight thousand and ten thousand dollars a lot of limited edition stuff just and it's all about like the characters like that are in, integrated with it right like the it's like the theme of it the themes nowadays like there there were themes like for example bright a pinbot was an original theme it wasn't based off of a movie TV right, show, right yeah whatever. i remember playing that at the starlight yeah i that was my first pinball machine was a bright a pinbot yeah but now it's all it's all movies tv shows right. and bands Right. Led Zeppelin has just came out. Um, what was it? Rush? Is right, the yeah. newest band and that I've just seen came that out on, on pinball. Uh, on the little billboard they had there on Center Point Road, they're they're advertising certain pinball machines like Rush and Kiss and everything. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, at, all right, at that's th- cool. Like Thu. Thu Brew, they have a Monsters Premium, very fun game. I, it's an amazing game. But I, so you can never get a hold of one. Every game is different, though, as far as where the balls drop and where they go and how they come up. And, like, when you get extra balls and everything, right? So that's what makes them unique. Um, like the cylinder. A majority stuff. of them are unique. There are some, for example, this might go way into hey, it, way I, too I'm deep. super curious about this. So if you don't so, want to listen at this point, fuck you, because yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> so there are two games that are laid out exactly the same, but they have two different themes. Uh, and there's a couple other ones, but the, this is the one that comes to mind. Shrek and Family Guy. They are. It was a pinball machine from Stern, and it released in, 
I want to say 2008, 2009, something around there. It's the same layout. They just slap new artwork, change the code, change the voiceovers, but it's this exact same layout, just two different things. So as a pinball maker, that makes a ton of sense to do. Yeah, right. they, they don't do it very often, but there are certain designers of pinball like Steve Ritchie who design their pinball machines with a certain flow to it. And they'll have the the ramp that you go up and then returns the ball back by the flippers. He has his little placement of where these ramps are, where his drop targets are, and they're kind of in the same area. Maybe they shift a little bit from title to title, but I mean... Steve Ritchie is probably my favorite pinball collector or pinball designer. He made ACDC. He's made, he's just made a ton of pinball machines. I got to meet, he made Star Trek, the newer Star Trek. Sure. But uh, there's a convention up in Minneapolis or Minnes, no, Wisconsin called the Midwest Gaming Classic. And all the developers, all the people that, like I met the, the guy that designed Qbert, he was up there and I got to shake his hand and, so this is amazing. Just a bunch of high-level designers and people. Steve Ritchie, another thing that about him, he was the one on Mortal Kombat that says, Finish him. Finish me. Yeah, or finish, finish him. him. Yeah. He was the voiceover guy that did that. No shit. And he's a pinball designer. Pinball. So how did Danny Franks, uh, being a comedian guy, get into pinball, and how does that correlate back? Um, I took eight years off of stand up. My kids were young. Um, in about 2010, I stopped doing stand up and I needed some type of outlet. I needed something so I didn't go batshit. Sure. So I, I said, I'm going to collect and restore arcade machines. Started with arcade and I purchased my first arcade machine, which was Donkey Kong Jr., it wasn't Donkey Kong Jr. It was a Donkey Kong Jr. cabinet, and the game Wonder Boy was in it. Old uh, Sega, yep. Sega game. Mm-hmm. Kid on a skateboard throws hammers. So I thought this would be a good first project. I'm going to deconvert it and put all the guts back into it to make it a Donkey Kong Jr. again. Sure. And that was like in 2010, 2011 that I did that. So, and then it just you progressed. You that then. Yeah, I completed it. Yeah, so I had a Donkey Kong Jr. with Donkey Kong playing in it. Bought Donkey Kong, Tron, Punch-Out. I had a four-player Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I had a bunch of machines. Like I said, I had like 13 of them. I've, I've owned two pole positions. I had a Dragon's Lair that I couldn't get working. Um, just a bunch of stuff. Dragon's Lair, first arcade machine with Laserdisc. Okay. Yeah, I had the a big, big the laser. Big laser. Big, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't get it working. And I, and I had it for maybe two weeks. I was like, this is out of my league because I was only maybe two or three months in. But I was damn lucky to find a Dragon's Lair. That's my favorite machine. And if I ever get another dedicated arcade machine, it's going to be Dragon's Lair. And that's going to be the only dedicated arcade machine I have because I have a one of those multi-arcades that plays 20,000. Like everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm fine with that. I, 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 I like playing the game. I... I can't have my basement full of these rotten wood arcade <laughs> machines that, that weigh 300, yeah, 400 right. pounds. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, so I was looking online here, and I found, like, these four-player, like, consoles. 
the uh, arcade you, up. Yeah, arcade basically, one up. you you buy the TV and then it like mounts right in there mm-hmm. on a desktop version. And so, like, if you uh, have you know like high school kids that come over and they want to play arcade games, they mm-hmm. can they can play Ninja Turtles, they can play mm-hmm. NBA Jams, they can play any four player game, two player game, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like all the controls are right there. And I looked at getting one of those just just for fun. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about those? Well, it's, it's cheating, it, it's, right? No, it's it's emulating the ROMs of the arcade machine. Like right. my buddy, I, I built mine and I did things to my, I built my arcade machine. I used a three-player Mercs cabinet and I put it, put two controllers on it with six buttons each so you can do like Street Fighter right. and, yeah. and like fighting games. How do you can? Yeah. So I have that and I have a tube TV in it because I like, like, it sounds you know, nerdy. I like the warmth of a CRT right. instead of an LCD in it. Right. So, plus I can pull all the guts out of it, so it's not three hundred pounds lugging around. I can pull everything out of it, and the cabinet's maybe seventy five pounds. Right. So if I ever move or if I want to move it around, I just pull everything out of it. The computer, the right. That's <laughs> I have a Sony yeah. receiver in it. Complete overkill. For the for the sound. For the sound, yeah. yeah. Right. So it's complete overkill. So I can pull all that out and move it around and stuff. But that's my my buddy, what you're talking about is it's called a showcase cabinet or a showcase pedestal. Yeah, I don't know the name. So yeah. yeah, you what you do is you put it up against the wall and then you mount a TV on the wall and you use this pedestal where your your guys yeah, can USB stand. USB goes in, yeah, and then and you have you, a little computer. Yeah, yeah, and then you just, all four players or two players, right. they just stand at this pedestal and play off the TV that's right. mounted on the wall. Yeah. And that, that you know, saves space or whatever. Well, but, it gives you, like, the, the surround of it to make it look like an arcade, but yeah. it's not. And I was like, man, these things are only, like, 600 bucks. And I was like, shit, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, the, the, they're but nice. I have only nothing. Be, only be for me, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, my fr- my kids' friends and everything, they're like, well, we play Grand Theft Auto. And you know what? <laughs> I got a 120-inch projection in my basement. And then yeah. they hook up, like, a 38-inch, like, TV to, like, play eight-player. Yeah. And they're like... I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I should do it in here. Yeah. Get, that get, would a, be dope. get a multi-cade in here. Yeah. You can help me with that, huh? Yeah. So, man, um, on top of you being uh, a super nerd with a freaking <laughs> arcade shit, which I think is so dope, man, because I did not know this about you at all. At all. So that's the best part about these podcasts is, like, people that I've even known for 20 years plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're giving me a whole bunch of knowledge that I didn't know about. So that was super cool. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I have something else to talk to Danny Franks about. Yeah, I'm a huge I'm a huge gamer. I love it, man. Yeah. I, I really do. And we're going to make something about that. But uh, you got some shows coming up here. We can talk about those real quick here. And then mm-hmm. let's talk about you. Like, how the hell did you get into comedy? You know, let's talk about your shows first. But then how the hell did you get to where you're at right now? Because you're doing well, man. Yeah. Um, well, the show's coming up. I Actually, you said I've been doing it for 22 plus years. I just had the worst show of my career March 9th last month so everybody has a bad show yeah right yeah i mean i didn't do comedy long enough to have <laughs> no maybe i did i just didn't you just realize 100 percent. you just bad 100 percent. and just, just walk away the entire time oh. <laughs> thank you cedar rapids they're like boo did you ever do uh fucking white a boy. shot have you ever done a shot for the troops on stage no because that 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 can kill a show 
Yeah, let's let's bring drunk ladies Remember, on stage. Big we D had MCs. Ta- big D down black tear off my shirt. Said <laughs> Big D sucks with an arrow down. Were you there for that? I was not. <laughs> so, sometimes MCs can bury a show and doing shots for the troops or having them come up and do improv where they put their arms in and they do oh yeah the arms yet. improv thing. I mean. Just do jokes for 10 minutes, do announcements for two, get off stage. It's not your show. You sound like Jeff Johnson right now. <laughs> well, it's, it's true. It's it's not. It you, You're you not contractually obligated to do any time whatsoever. Right, right. And if I ever found it that I was eating a shit sandwich, I'm not going to bring down the crowd. The crowd isn't liking me. I, I, don't, I don't need to drag down the show because I want attention. If maybe joke three doesn't work and two and one didn't work, that's it for me. We're just going to do announcements and bring up the nationally touring comedians that do this professionally and know what they're doing. Right. So before we get into the worst show that you've ever done, yeah. Um, you know, when you get up there and you eat a shit sandwich, as you yeah. described it. Shit the bed. Um, you know, it's, it's really not your fault. You know, it's just the fact of the room or the energy or whatever, right? Because these jokes have killed before. How do you deal with that? And how do you feel about it when you walk off stage? No, I mean, you can lose your timing. You, you, you're not hearing the laughs. Your, your timing's off. I mean, it's, you can't blame the comedian. You can't blame the crowd. It, it, it can go both ways. It, 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 any little thing can set a table off. Like, they didn't get their drinks in time. They didn't like that seat. They can already be going into the show upset. And maybe a quarter or half the crowd is upset with something. Parking. Their dinner was bad. Their dinner was late, so they had to rush down. Like, many things can factor in on both the audience side and the comedian side. Comedian that's really you know, great insight, to be honest yeah. with you, because, like, uh, a lot of people don't understand, like, when you get up on that stage, um, it's difficult. Um, you're one of the funniest guys I know, honestly. Uh, you really are. I think you're hilarious. I think everything that you do is super funny, and you put a ton of work into what you do, man. I've watched you over 20 years. I love what you do. But, uh, you know, giving people that insight, like, it, maybe maybe it's not anybody's fault. Maybe it's not the comedian's fault. Maybe it's not, you know, the, the yeah. patron's fault. Like, people need to hear that, and that's awesome, man, that, that you just put that out there. Like, Yeah, I mean, I... I'll I'll take blame when it is like I can go up on stage in a pissy mood, and and not want to do my material. That's like last time I was on the podcast, we talked about that stupid character I did. What's that? Uh, uh, it was sleep apnea bane. Sleep apnea, and then you, I, and, drink, and I, you put beer in your mask. Yeah, I put beer in the mask, but I did that because I was just tired of hearing my same. I was in a in a you know, rotation of doing the same five minutes after the same five minutes and tweaking it just a little bit and getting away with it. And of course it's going to be pretty solid because I've done it. But after time I was like, I got to do something different. So I did that stupid character and I'm developing characters still because I'm like, I don't know if I can go up on stage and talk about this again. So I'll do some funny stuff. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was just me getting out of the rigmarole of my, my set. Right. And, but anyway, uh, let's talk about your worst set and then your best set. Oh, okay. Um, so the worst set, uh, March 9th, 2022, um, did two open mics that night. I went to Des Moines, did a, a open mic and they said, Hey, there's an open mic up in Ames. 
college crowd, very big crowd that it can hit and miss. I was like, okay, I'm going to bail on you guys. See you later. Because it's very rare in Iowa that you get a two open mic right. night. Within 30 miles of yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and this was when gas prices went up to $4. I drove out, did Des Moines, drove up to uh, Ames. So I'm at Ames and I'm at a bar and there's about 10 comics. Um, I went fifth. The MC was one of these MCs that did about five minutes of material in between every single comic. We love those guys. Uh, yeah. Have have and there so. have there be momentum from one of the comics? <laughs> this open mic host put the brakes on and then brought up the next person. So the first three three comics they did great. The the crowd was responsive. They were appreciative, clapping. You're feeling good about yeah, it. And, yeah, and oh, I'm in the back just talking shit to oh, these yeah. other comics. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna fucking destroy you. you. You need to stick around when I go up there. You freaking get your camcorder out. <laughs> and I'm just sitting in the no back doing that. No doing this. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny was I was the oldest person in that room. I'm only 43, right. but it was a college town and it was a bunch of college students, you know, telling their frat yeah. and yeah. whatever yeah. jokes. Yeah. So three comics, they did great. And then this lady goes up on stage and proceeds to talk about the time she found her dead mother on, I guess, a living room floor, gory details of blood everywhere. What? A, yeah, exactly. The room was just in shock. Their mouths were open. Just not nothing. funny at all. No, it was. I, it was traumatic. Like we, we we were just all like, "What is going on?" So she's just in detail for four minutes. And, and trying to hold in, like, her crying. Like, she was like, and then uh, on the lampshade, there there was more blood. <laughs> and then at about four and a half minutes out of a five-minute set, she just starts bawling for about 20, 30 seconds. And we, we didn't know what to do. And then she goes, well, I guess uh, I, I'm going to get a good car out of the deal. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, and leave stage. When she said that, I was I was at the back of the bar just pounding on the bar laughing. Well, that's funny, though. Yes, because I, I was like, did we just go through some Andy Kaufman-like set right. where she was setting us up? And then Did you guys all miss the fact that it was a 93 New Yorker? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so she does that and leaves stage and... and there was like there was like little to no applause when she left stage and it was just just everybody's awkward yeah. and devastated and this MC who did 5 minutes in between everyone else goes up on stage <laughs> and goes let's hear it for uh, Linda now please welcome to the stage Danny Franks and I go up on stage and be like hey hey guys look at you you fucking water noggin and just shit the bed for like five minutes and and just i couldn't get anything out i tried a a semi-long story i tried one of my best short little stinger jokes nothing and i'm like i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing at the fact that like you you tried so hard and you're like fuck me yeah like walking up there you knew you're fucked yeah this mc that did five (laughs) minutes between everyone I mean, you can say that's a dumb thing to do, but he was smart enough to know he's not doing five minutes after 
I found mom dead. <laughs> the one set. time you could do five minutes, yeah. you dick. Yeah, <laughs> you could have padded me a little bit by doing something in between. But no, please welcome to the stage, <laughs> Danny Franks. And it was just, it was, and, and again, that was a month ago. I know the date. I wrote it down. But that had nothing to do with you and your, you know, your talent and what you do as comedy. Oh, man. I'm, I, I, I got a story out of it. So no, I mean the things I. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, I. Is your name Linda? <laughs> I don't know what her name was, but oh man, it's, it's my mom's name. Hopefully, it's not. Oh, there's. <laughs> I, that that is possibly. I've seen some pretty bad sets. And, and again, who knows? Like, I didn't want to go up to her and say, hey, did you do that on purpose and then do an actual funny thing at the end of it? I didn't want to insult her. But she's like, no, it wasn't that all funny. No, just the you're getting a car out of the deal. That was what was That's funny. That's hilarious. It was like you set up five, four and a half minutes of that just to do that one joke that no one else got, got but I picked up on it. Yeah. Not that I'm anything special, but I, I thought that was funny. And, but I... To this day, I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'll ever cross paths with her again to ask her, but... I hope you do. I hope you guys end up in, like, America's comedy. Oh, man. But, But yeah. Your best show, though. Like, the the show that you killed, like, that uh, maybe you didn't even know it was going to be that way, but it it, it was more... Like, you walk off stage and you're like, wow. Yeah. Uh, You remember... Well... This is how I am. I remember the bad shows more than the good shows, but I do remember two really good shows. One was in 2007 at the funniest comic in Iowa competition. 15 years ago, guys. Yeah, I have a, well, I won it and I have a plaque and leading up to that. So I started in 99, 99 to, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) (laughs) on something you did 15 years ago when you had hair. And uh, so 1999 to 2007, um, I had shows. And that one was the best show leading up to it. I remember it because everything worked fine. All my ad libs, everything just across the board worked great. And when you have a great show like that, even though you've done the jokes how many times at how many mm-hmm. other shows, it's it's so crazy, like, when you have a good show, like, with the same jokes that you say, but it's mm-hmm. the new people. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Yeah. But it feels really bad when you keep doing the same, like, if I kept doing the same show in Cedar Rapids and I still kept doing the same five minutes, y- you'll lose the response. Oh, I know where this is leading. He told this joke last week or right. last month or whatever. Because there's a group of people that will go out and see open mics or comedy shows or whatever. And it's the same people. And if I pick up on it, I'm like, Oh God, I, I did that joke in front of them. So my buddy, Peter Wilcox is coming back on the show here. I don't know if you know, Pete, (laughs) uh, he did a couple of those open mics down there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, he's like, I got, uh, he told me just the other day, I have a bunch of new material. Mm-hmm. when can I get on your podcast? And I'm like, okay, well, the podcast, you know, yeah, we can we can do, like, jokes on here all day. Like, yeah. you know, that's what I was – sorry, I'm, I'm just going off the board here. Uh, when I was talking to John, I said, you know, when I bring comedians on the podcast, people expect, 
like it to be funny the we'll entire time. But uh, their material is for show stuff, and it's you got to hear these stories about what happens with the show. Like Tim Sullivan's really good with that. Mm-hmm. He tells these great stories, and so do you. You tell these great stories that are just fucking hilarious, and you know that you couldn't tell for. 15 minutes while while you're doing like a comedy show or something like that but pete wilcox is coming on and he's looking forward to to talking with you again by the way i just had to put that out there oh okay yeah i mean in cedar rapids we only have the one open mic and that's at at thu they have it every tuesday doesn't anymore there there is no penguins well whatever the vault or whatever that was there called. is no other nothing. comedy there's nothing yeah. in town so i so i didn't this know is, this yeah i i've been going around and doing these five minutes through uh comedy barn dubuque speakeasy in the quad cities as well as renwick mansion that's ran by chris lichting uh there's joystick in iowa city there's teehees in des moines there there's a couple sh- open mic showcases here and there in Dubuque and, and stuff like that. But it's for the last two months I've been, I've been doing these grinds where I'm only, I'm only doing, which I'm fine with. It's not my place to go and say, Hey, you know how long I've been doing this? Can I give me 10 minutes? I don't want to be that person. And right, I, and right, I shouldn't right. be that person. I'm just like everyone else, but it's, it's so hard to piece together, you know, a feature 20, 25, 30 minute set when you're just doing five minutes here and there and here right. and there, you, you need to get, you know, I my show coming up at Speakeasy is going to be 25-ish minutes. And, again, I haven't done a 25-minute set in three-plus years. And then before that was a, 10 years or something like that. Like, yeah, 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 but you're going to do great, man. Yeah, I, I'll do fine. I, I, I feel that I'll do fine, but, like, like uh, it, it's – kind of nerve-wracking because i i don't know how i'm gonna segue but we'll see we'll see i i i'm pretty sure i can pull it off i'm not scared at the least i know i have 25 30 minutes i just don't know what goes where and i may have to figure that out on stage so you're hearing it here first ladies and gentlemen from (laughs) comedians that have been in the game for 20 plus years talking about like everyday problems that they go through you know just like when you you know have to sit in line at fucking starbucks and you bitch about that like they're worried about doing their 25 minutes and making sure that it's right and and so that's a serious thing like when you're in show business you know people don't understand that they think that it's easy it is not it is not easy no whatsoever yeah it's it's really not easy driving an hour and a half to do five minutes and then you're in your head your entire time in that hour and a half right and then the 25 minutes you're there waiting or an hour or whatever Mm -hmm. um you know i get nervous every single time i dj every single time Mm -hmm. you know and it's because it's important and you get you know you're in your head every single time you go on stage and like um you know people don't understand like the what entertainers go through to make sure everybody has a good time yeah yeah you know so thank you for what you do man because you're hilarious yeah thank you yeah i mean it's it's having the the notepad next to you and oh i can tag this joke with this and then that tag can roll into this joke 
So right. it, it's always, you're always thinking, and it, mainly I get my segues and my tags while driving or laying in bed. And I'll just spring up and write down, go back to sleep, and then wake up in the morning. What the hell did I just write? Does, that makes no sense. Does that ever drive your wife nuts? Like, or is she just completely used to it? Uh, me just springing up and using my cell phone light to write something down? Yeah. She doesn't notice, I don't think. Because if I make any noise or if I break wind, she lets me know. <laughs> and, and the great thing about having a CPAP machine, it's filtered air. It smells great. And I can't smell any of my farts in bed. Because <laughs> she, she will let me know, like, I'll squeak one out. And then I'm like, I don't know if it's going to smell or not. Oh, there's the elbow to the rip. Yep, it's it's one of those protein shake farts. <laughs> it's on it. It's on it. Yep. You, you, you drink protein shakes? Yeah, I'm I'm at the ass end of a diet right now. I was gonna I say I don't you know look if you good, saw, man. I don't know if you saw Fat Danny, but Fat Danny got to two sixty. I was gonna say you look good, man. Yeah, you I look got really good. Thank you. Yeah, I got to two sixty and I was like, I'm borderline Uncle Fester here. So um I'm now at two ten. My goal was two hundred, but I I cannot like I've been at two ten for two months now. I cannot break two ten. Yeah, I, I cannot break to 200, so I'm trying protein shakes now. I'm doing a lot of salmon. I'm, I'm, I cut pop completely out, and I think that's what got me. Soda? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, so, it was soda and not eating a full bag of Oreos in one seating. Yeah, they'll do it, too. Yeah. Just cheese it, just all my snacking mm-hmm. throughout the night. I, I, I cut all that so out. good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I do some honey chipotle salmon and... And I've been working out more. I yeah. I feel like a kid now. I have my basketball in my car. I have so my basketball. you go. You you've been playing ball. I've well. I've been practicing. Like I do about twenty five minutes of shooting. I go to the Y, shooting baskets for about twenty five minutes. Then I go up, hit the the gym, do the sure, whatever, working out. And then I walk another twenty five minutes. And then I go home. Like hour and forty five minutes is my workout with need, all man. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But just two weeks ago, got into some games with some college kids and some high school kids. And first game, I held my own. Second and third games, uh, whew, this guy was taking YMCA basketball a little too extreme because yeah. he beat me up. Like, he was all he over was, you, huh? He was all over me, boxing me out. And I'm like, I missed that first game where I was just some, some gangly high schooler, didn't know how to play D, and I was just... Yeah, just hitting it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, I've good been... for you, though, man. I mean, like I said, I was going to say something when you walked in. I was like, man, dude, you're looking good. Yeah, the you funny know? thing is a lot of people don't do that, especially when we're wearing face masks. No one could see my double chin, but now that we don't have masks, right? people are, I think, afraid of saying, hey, you look great. You lost weight because they think, I think they've been burnt in the past. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm losing weight because of uh, the chemo. You look damn good. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of people, like, I, I spoke to a coworker, and she's like, yeah, so yeah, I've been burnt by saying, hey, he lost some weight. Yeah, health problems will do that to you. Oh, okay, well, that's, yeah. I'm glad I brought that up. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you brought it up before <laughs> yeah. me because I was like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. Danny Franks looks good. Yeah. Nice work, man. Yeah, I mean... My, hip, my hips are killing me from the basketball, though. Well, you don't have to I play got, basketball. Yeah, I I'm cutting it out because the the first the first session was three games with high schoolers, and I was fine. And then the second session was this guy just 
taking the game way too seriously, talking shit too. I'm like, I'm like, here's maybe, maybe 20, maybe. I'm like, we're playing at the Y and I'm 40 plus. <laughs> like, and, and this, and his buddy, I, I, and they started getting pissed off because I called his buddy Mountain Dew because he was all, he was all hopped up. Like he would go full <laughs> blast. Mountain Dew? I call him Mountain Dew because he was all, he was, he was a spaz. Like he was hopped up on Mountain Dew. He would like just fast dribble and then just lob it up. Just, and he didn't hit anything, but you couldn't freaking get to him get to him because you just full bore run lob it up and and just brick and miss and air ball and stuff like that (laughs) so someone screened i go someone get mountain dew and he's like why are you calling me mountain dew i'm like because you 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 seem a little hopped up on mountain dew (laughs) because you look like you got mountain dew stains on your shirt I love you, dude. <laughs> yeah, so I was, you come <laughs> home, and you're like, "Well, I got punched in the fucking kidney, yeah. and in the jaw, because yeah. <laughs> I called somebody Mountain Dew." Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what are your plans? You know, after uh, April and May and everything else, are you going to continue to do comedy? Are you going to continue to collect pinball machines? I mean, what do we have in store for Danny Frank? It's it's going to be stand up. It's uh, I'm with all the driving I did for the the open mics or whatever. It was great. I got to see new clubs and and meet new communities of comedians. Like er- every town around here has their own little community of guys and and let's say there's 20 in each comedian community of comedians of comedians yeah so let's say dubuque has 20 cedar falls has 20 honestly i would say two or three will go to other communities two or three from cedar falls i'll see them at the quad cities two or three people in the quad cities i'll see them at des moines that like that's how they're doing the entire circuit of eastern Iowa. yeah so less than 20% 20% of the community are, are, are going around and trying to hone their craft. They're trying to get the stage time and get their, mm-hmm. you know, get their digs in. And, and the, the other 75%, they're just happy with where they are. Right. And, and whatever. I, and nothing against them. Maybe they don't have time. Maybe they don't have the funds and the, the time to go drive to Des Moines on a, on a Tuesday night to do teehees or, or, or whatever. But it's good to see, and I, I take a liking to these guys. I'll see them in another, you know, town. You're really putting forth the effort, guy. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to cut back on the non-paid five-minute gigs and try to get into the showcase circuit, which is getting you 15-ish, 20 minutes. Of- what, what about putting out uh, something on YouTube? Or uh, like a podcast or something like that, you know, to where you did, you know, some material. Um, I've been talking about this a lot. Adam Sandler's first CD. They're all going to laugh at you. I don't know. Lunchtime, kids. Yeah. (laughs) Lunch. (laughs) I I sliced up some peanut butter jelly sandwiches and some cantaloupe. You can eat them by the pool while you just juggle your cock and balls. Exactly. So I've been talking about that CD uh, quite frequently. That was brilliant. Yeah. And I don't know. I I might be out of touch with comedy albums anymore, but 
has anyone put out sketch comedy albums like that? Since Nobody like that? has ever and since jerky, jerky Boys and right. and stuff like that. And I, I was honestly thinking, I was like, you know, I grab four or five other comics I respect that right. that are funny. And, and now we have a studio we it, that yeah. we can put it in. Yeah, exactly. And and we, like I was thinking, you know, the, I, I miss that because that Adam Sandler CD and right. especially Jerky and Boys 1 and 2. now beating of a high school bus driver. <laughs> yes, exactly. In high school... <laughs> When that CD came out, I got the yeah. CD and I had a discman, and we had I had these headsets where you could unplug the 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 headset like it's the little small sponge thing. Mm-hmm. You could unplug it from the the band that goes over your right. head, and we could rest our hand over our ear and have the 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 speaker in our hand, right? And our teacher could not see, and you could and you could and we, hear and, it, and, and we could hear the, yeah. the CD playing in my right. pocket. So one guy yeah. would have one speaker and I would have the other and we'd be in the back of this the just class laughing just ass off. laughing our yeah. ass off at this and then we'd pass it over the, <laughs> the, the, the disc to, to the next row over and give them like so, so you guys would listen to it and they're <laughs> dude that what's that going on so... back there yeah it mop, was always mop. in civics and economics class we'd always do that mop 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 all day long <laughs> mop 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 while I sing this song yeah we're gonna wax this floor gonna make it shine Gonna take off the spray paint with turpentine. Hey, I'll walk there. I just mopped. Yeah, we would just listen to that and then like the goat. Yeah, the goat. That no, the, no, the no. Jerky. Uh, no, 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 no. The buffoon. Remember? And toll booth Willie. Toll- <laughs> I'm coming out of the booth. A dollar twenty-five. Isn't that what your mother charges for a blowjob? You like a piece of dog shit. Yeah. Fuck you and your dirt-eating friends. <laughs> it was yeah. all Adam Sandler. <laughs> Well, no, it was, it was, it I was, mean, it was him and David Spade and, and it was all those guys. Yeah. It was, uh, I was going to say, what's his name? Uh, Rob Schneider, right, just yeah. all of them. I, I, I even want to say Norm MacDonald was yeah. on a couple yeah. of them. The cow. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Meadows was on a couple of them. Like it was just that gang yeah. of brilliant comics in this CD album before they, have I you mean, ever let your kids listen to it yet? Uh, no. I, I no. have, um, because no. I'm a horrible parent. <laughs> well, I mean, my oldest is 19. It is dark she outside. I cannot see you. Come closer. Yeah. My 19-year-old, I, I yeah. took her to see Deadpool when she was yeah. not old enough not to not see enough. Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. And, and at that time, I realized before I take my kids to a PG and or soft R movie, I go see it first, because that was... Deadpool was funny and it's a great movie, but my kids it, a are little, seventeen and fifteen now, yeah. so they they've seen it all. Yeah, the the two kids, I keep kicking your bar here. Uh, my two kids are that are in the house still are eleven and fourteen. Yeah, so, so they, they but can, I was eleven when I saw Beverly yeah. Hills Cop and Forty Eight Hours and stuff like that. You know, our parents thought nothing about that back in the time. You know, Terminator One and all that stuff. You know, it was yeah. really pretty. Pretty edgy stuff, but the yeah. ratings were different then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, would you let your kids watch American Pie right now? No. 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 Of course not. Yeah. The, I traumatized my daughter. <laughs> you know? I traumatized my daughter. We watched, well, we watched maybe the first quarter of it, and I forgot that this movie was the reason why PG to PG 13, and it was Gremlins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a PG. 
I want to say it was that movie, and then there was another one, maybe Red Dawn, or it was just, there was something, there was two movies in that time where, like, oh, we have to do a 13. But that scene in the kitchen where the blender, the the gremlins, and uh, microwave gremlins, oh, she did not like that at all. And whenever it scrolls past on any of our streaming services, no, we're not going to watch that. I'm like, oh, it's such a good movie, though. I should have waited a couple years. So you can handle it because she she will not handle it. My yeah. oldest daughter Abby lost her mind, and it, and it was just something innocent. She was just too young, and her mind couldn't grasp it. Oh, what is it? The 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 Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, her, her mind broke when they opened up the wardrobe, and it was a whole new world behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, it shattered her reality. And, like, and she, wait, what, this can yeah, happen? And we had to, yeah, and she, we, we had to stop. And movie. we're like, yeah, no, yeah. Um, this is all bullshit. It, However, we don't really fucking know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Oh, yeah. That. yeah, I haven't taken as much psilocybin or acid since <laughs> 20 years ago, so we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> when you guys get old enough. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've I've traumatized all three of my kids. My son walked in when we were watching the oh what's that the Kingsman, oh, yeah. the second one, the Golden Circle. Yeah. Right when this guy gets thrown into a meat grinder, and blood and 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 meat come out the no, other end. He, he walked. Grind, he in, gets grinded up. He gets grinded up. Pretty gory. Yeah. And he walked into that room, looked at that TV, and saw this guy thrown into this grinder. And I, we had to consult him, console him for an hour because he saw that. And uh, I mean, it, it was pretty gory. And yeah. I was like, ah, crap. Now I got to watch my movies downstairs in the basement. So, so the, getting the back to like you room. doing a Sorry. comedy CD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have severe ADD. So, I, I yeah. would love for you to do a comedy CD, and I'll I'll come on it with you, um, because I do all sorts of voices and everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that we have a ton of people, a talent, a, a ton of talented people around mm-hmm. here that would love to jump on it, and we can make something that was like what Adam Sandler did, you know, with "They're All Gonna Laugh at You," and uh, what was the second one, like. Uh, Look! Oh, look at what you made me do, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, something, yeah. But that that had the goat on it, you know. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the goat. The goat talked, right? Yeah. It's dark outside. Yeah, that's see right. You come closer. Yeah. Oh wow, man! You're real talking goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you like me to untie? No, I can stay up tied up to the truck. I'll fuck. Yeah, fucking untie me. <laughs> the old man, he got a new hickory stick. He was beating me loud. <laughs> hey, do- hey, goat! Would you like to go up for a pass? <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, uh, <laughs> Oh, fuck me in the goat ass. You button hooked me. I didn't know you were going to button hook me. I love that. (laughs) You button hooked me. Um, I think doing something like that would just be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, With a bunch of talented people here. Yeah. And we have the facility to do it. Yeah. Like, it it would be a ton of fun. 60, 70 minutes. And yeah, we just would have to write, you know, 10 or 11 little skits. Skits like that. And then, uh, then we just put it out on social media because nobody has yeah. a CD player. Anymore. Yeah, I, I just saw a comedian that he's been selling this his first CD. He's been selling it for like 10, 15 years or whatever. Yeah. And he just took a picture of the last one he had. Right. And, he, and, and the guy's like, how much for the CD? He's like, just this is my it. last one. How much, how much do you got? And he gave him like 12 bucks for it. 
and he took a picture of uh, it was Kostaki Economopoulos. Oh yeah, he took a picture of the guy that's he bought, bought it his last. But when you know comedians, they, they bought like you know closet full of their yeah. CDs. They take them out on the road, and that you know that gets them through. That's you know whatever the club pays, and right. then. Whatever CDs they sell, that's that's gas money. That's that's whatever right. that gets you to the next gig and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, that's it's pretty crazy done now, that. though. Yeah, What's you know that? what I'm saying. Nobody buys CDs. Like, yeah. if you buy a car in the last five years, you don't have a CD player, yeah. and yeah. that sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, like my my kids still see CDs around, and they're like, huh. A couple comics got it right where they're they're selling CDs, but on the back is a digital code. Correct. So um, they use the the CD as pretty much a business card, or you just sell it sell it to them as a business card. Here's your digital code. Yeah, for, some do that, but for yeah. five bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's kind of you don't weird. have to lug around you know a box full of you know jewel cases and CDs. Yeah, even though we had the slim cases. <laughs> do you remember when we did like amateur night down there, and I had like three cameras set up, and then I made like. Or like VHS tapes, and we sold them out of the case down at uh, VHS or DVD. I thought it was DVD. No, they're VHS. Oh, <laughs> I took all of like <laughs> I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he would tape like every open mic night for a year or two. So I had like he did it, you know, once a month for almost two years. So let's say I had twenty four of these DVDs. I can't stand watching myself, but he would give them to us for free because, and then he would sell them to you right. know, audience yeah. and stuff like that. And I had like 24 of them dropped, <laughs> dropped them off at Goodwill. I was like, this will be funny. Back to <laughs> what I'm doing in the future. <laughs> this is how my mind is just gone. I need to get on Adderall or something. Uh, but anyway, so I'm going to cut back on the five minute sets at the no pay open mics and try to get more of the showcase stuff so I can hone and, and tone my 15 minute to 25 minute sets just to, right. because I, I did burn myself out in early March by like, I did like five shows in four days and it's, you know, I got, you know, full-time job, wife, kids, stuff like that. And it, it may have been a little too much for me, but anyway, so I'm looking to do that future past showcases. I just want to do venues that I, I want to do um, comedy clubs. This And, and I, I spoke about two of my best shows, one being the 2007. The other one was just a couple weeks ago at the Speakeasy in uh, Rock Island, Illinois. Yeah. The, the room was packed. I think I went up maybe third or fourth. Had a great set, did some ad lib stuff, did my normal five minutes as I always do. But it was just so much fun. It's such a beautiful room. The staff, uh, the owners, uh, the managers, they were amazing. Uh, the community down there, all the comics. If I could grade all the communities, I, even though I, I'm from Cedar Rapids, I love the Quad Cities guys a lot. They are amazing amazing comics but again they they probably have three or four open mics a week down there wow and they can drive to uh the jukebox in peoria and hit their sure. open mic and stuff like that here in cedar rapids we just got one so i love those guys in the quad cities they they do let's make another right. one in cedar rapids man we're we're, we're we're hoping there there's things going on and again i'm i'm too busy and i, I don't want to have to I, I don't have the motivation to right. open up a, a showcase or another open mic. I just, I don't, I, I don't have the motivation anymore to do it, but, um, 
I was going to talk about, so I talked about Adderall. <laughs> um, I'm 43, and the first time I did, quote, unquote, I don't know if I should be talking about this locally, um, edibles. Just did edibles when me and my wife were in Illinois. Uh, um, gummies. It's, it's fine, man. You think it's fine? Yeah, I, I know it's fine. That's fine. Okay. okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so we got this bag of edibles. I think there was like 12 in it. Um, me and my wife, we took two each. And we were thinking, you know, we'll take some edibles. And then we'll go see the new Ghostbusters movie. Sounds like a great it idea. Sounds like, it, yeah. yeah. It, so, first time I've ever done anything like this. So, we took two edibles, waited 20 minutes. Nothing. This is bullshit. Take Let's two just, more. No. Take the rest of the bag. <laughs> so we took the rest of the bag. We go into... I just hit my head on the fucking yeah. microphone. So we go into the theater, packed because it was opening weekend. And did you ever see Ghostbusters? Yeah. Afterlife? Mm -hmm. Remember the, the opening scene? Uh, maybe. Okay. Know. Well, me and my wife didn't because we were asleep. So they kicked in. They kicked in. We didn't see the opening. I, I've eventually gone and seen it again, but no, we didn't even see the opening scene. We, I don't even know if we got through the trailers. So due to my sleep apnea, someone was snoring. Another audience member did not like it. And I got woken up to a usher. Hey, sir, uh, everything okay? <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. Well, yeah, exactly. I was just like, hey, hey, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> I go, everything's fine. Okay, we, we, we can't have you falling asleep during the movie because uh, your snoring was <laughs> disruptive. Understand, Jacob. <laughs> so... Fell asleep again. I was going to say, did you go back to sleep? <laughs> Jacob then uh, ushered us out. And I pretty much said, Jacob, can we sit in the lobby for a couple minutes and uh, grab our bearings? Because our hotel was a, a block, maybe. So <laughs> so we had to grab our bearings yeah, for that. <laughs> for, that for that one block walk. I, I, I don't know what the law was there, but, I mean, we were not of right mind to probably walk that block. You got a little high. Um, yeah. You got a little high. Yeah. You know, I mean. That's so, it, and, and so, <laughs> and this, this this was me and my wife's yearly trip. We go to Chicago, Rosemont area. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I stay out in Rosemont all the time. Man. Yeah. Little outlet store. We buy all of our Christmas places. I get to go to Morton Steakhouse and have a, you know, $80 steak. Yeah. <laughs> and then decided to go to the, what are they called? Dispensaries or whatever. Yeah, of course. Right. And. Thought that was a good idea, but yeah, fell asleep twice, and I, I I don't even know when we got kicked out the second time. How far we got in? So, how many bags of edibles did you bring back with you? Zero. We, <laughs> no, you're you're done. That was night. I want to say that was night one. <laughs> we we got there. Theater was right across the street from the hotel. The dispensary was like in the the same parking lot. Yeah, of, of this course. AMC yeah. Theater. Yeah. So I was like, hey. Why don't we just go over there, grab a bag, and then, you know, just shove them in our mouth while we're walking to the theater. And, and again, never nothing. seen Ghostbusters that night. What's that? Never seen Ghostbusters that night. And did not see Ghostbusters <laughs> that night. 
<laughs> That's a great story, man. Uh, you know, uh, weed, weed is great and it shouldn't be illegal. Um, however it is in certain States yet. Um, but when you're in those States and you get to partake, like I was down in Louisiana and they had like a short bus that was all wrapped in like weed and you could, it's just driving down the street and people are just buying edibles out of it. Everybody's smoking weed on the street and everything on bourbon street. Huh? Nobody give a fuck. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I'm like, Mom, stop! Maybe that's why I like the Quad City comedians, because they're all hopped up They're high as fuck. They're all geeked up on pot. Yeah, you can end it. And what's funny is, like... called the weed pot. That freaking marijuana. (laughs) The doja. Yeah, Yeah, so that's probably their... Yeah, you could... It was crazy, because... God, where was I? I was telling my wife about it. I was like... I don't think it was Des Moines. I think it was the Quad Cities. I called my wife on the way home, and I was like, man, everyone just smelled a pot Yeah, in the Quad Cities. Yeah. Just, it's unbelievable. Like, uh, just walking down the street, everybody's just smoking yeah. blunts and everything, and nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, yep. yeah, I mean, you can just smell it. Like, I know that smell. Yeah. That we always called it mood. loud back in the day. Like, man, it's loud in here. Like, we can smell pot. Like, oh, it's loud. Huh. We always, you know, that was our, like, international sign for, you know, talking about pot. Huh. Loud in here. Woo! Man, is it loud. What's funny is, like, I hear a lot of people, like, it, the dispensaries, like, over the border. Like, they're talking about, like, the best ones in Galena. I'm like, isn't Galena, like, where the retired people go and see the, the changing of the leaves and stuff in autumn? Or 23-year-old like, girls go with all their friends and get to, fucked up. To Galena? Like, yeah. They rent a, weird. a house. and yep. I always thought Galena was, like, like, I think Harrison Ford has, like, owns a mansion yeah. cabin or something right. with Cluster well, Flockhart. Well, Her- or, uh, Grant uh, owned a house there. The uh, the old president. Oh, great. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's like Grant's homestead and everything like that. But there's like this uh, river that goes right through like the middle of of Galena. And uh, there's a bunch of breweries there and everything else. So like beer geeks like to go to Galena and hang out and have a good time. Yeah. I I had a different vision of Galena. I thought it was just. It used to be old 80s. Yeah. I thought it was like that's where they went for their their wine tasting and and antiquing. So you're for. So. Let me ask you a question here. So you're 40. You you still, as you can see, uh, I can see, uh, you still wear sports teams hats. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I've been to 69 Cubs games at Wrigley. Yeah, I think we talked um, talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And so every single uh, game I go to, I get a different hat. Um, I think so when. So I have this whole, like, collection of hats, yeah. like, in my closet, like, away from where dust can get them or anything like that. Yeah, I, I was never a hat guy mm-hmm. because of fear. That of, you're going to lose your hair. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I never, well, well, shit, I should probably yeah. start wearing them because I'm losing my, or I've lost my hair. My hair's gone. Yeah, me, mine too. Um, yeah. I noticed, I'm saying this because I noticed that I don't wear you know, my team's 49ers, Cubs, you know, Dolphin. Like, yep. I, I used to wear, from time to time, sports hats. My hat in my car is an RV dealership. So I've now graduated to wearing <laughs> RV dealership caps. All, like, curled, and it's got, like, the, it, the it's, fabric back and everything. Oh, it has it, the mesh know. back and yeah. everything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just it just shows yeah. the RV dealership that I, yeah. me and my wife bought our yeah. camper from. This is where I'm we like, got oh. it. Yep. So I just, 
yeah. I have just aged myself with. You know, uh, I I don't I don't care about like what people think about what I wear. It's like I wear my stuff because uh, it's what I feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm wearing an Adidas tracksuit today. Yeah, and uh, it's because I'm like, fuck it. Like, why do I got to be all formal and shit? But I got to make sure that my hat and shoes match. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fucking weird like that. You know, yeah, I know. I, I've yeah, I I miss my my you know my Nike shoes, my Nike up tempos. I had the, I mean, in the '90s, those were probably the best shoes. The yeah. Penny Hardaways, the oh my, man, my I Jordan had and Air Force and uh, Max collection yeah. is is a problem. Oh, um, so I, how how many how many I guess basketball shoes, tennis shoes. Do you own? 54. Oh, my God. And when I come home at night, I use a magic eraser to clean them. Like, these shoes are over oh. eight, eight months old. Really? Yeah. I can't even get eight months out of any right. of my shoes. Yeah, look, yeah, they look brand new, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And they match my outfit on yeah. top of it. Yeah. So, uh, I have a problem. Um well, just that—that that is your arcade. Uh, yeah, that is your pinball well, machine. Well, but I want arcades too, <laughs> <laughs> and hats, and uh, houses, and boats, and cars, and everything yeah. else. You know what I'm saying? Like, like everything you said about arcades, I was like, "Ooh, I yeah. want that. I want pinball machines. Yeah. I want—I I, want to have these machines in my house." And it's—and it's not for like to show off. It's just be like when people like you come over, I'm like, "Yeah." Look what I got. You're like, fuck, man. Yeah. Is that Nana's family? I'm like, yeah, from 95, yeah. you know? 92. <clears throat> um, <laughs> let's get this right. See, um, but see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not for me. It's it's yeah. about for, like, people who care about it. Yeah. And. Uh, I was just on, on the internet last week. I was like, God, I love my Penny Hardaways. And I, it was. You still have them? No, no. And the thing is, I got this weird kick. Like, like since that one time I picked up the basketball for the first time in 15 years, a week or two ago, I was looking at Penny Hardaway shoes. I've been watching clips of, um, like I, I've been practicing a lot. You know, this 25, the 25 minutes before I start working out, and I've been practicing <laughs> my my step backs. The 25 minutes before you've been working out. Yeah. So I, yeah, before I work out, I oh, I, shoot, I shoot okay. I, I shoot hoops and whatever, and I've been practicing. Uh, the, <clears throat> my, I guess James Harden has a nice step back shot. Sure. So I've been practicing. <laughs> I've been practicing step backs and and just all this stuff because we didn't have you know that type of step back no. you plant and you fade away that's jordan that's that's kobe and so there's this new you Pippen, know very, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, now uh, james harden he has this nice you know separation step back on top of he can also turn it into a fadeaway after the step back so i've been practicing that so stuff at 43 years in old which you're playing on top of the style <laughs> of what you're wearing to these events yeah yeah the, my my attire playing basketball. Oh, right. The, the kids pick up. Oh, that's that's grandpa yeah. trying to get You're into old shape. As fuck. That's dad right. trying to get yeah. into shape. He's wearing a plain old tee and his pajama bottoms <laughs> and his new balance orth- orthopedic shoes. <laughs> Let me lace these up and my, show you kids. My son got new. I'll freaking smoke you like a we're brisket. In, we're in Chicago over the summer and my son wanted to buy some shoes and he got these new balance. 
And I was like, what do you want these? He's like, they're my old man shoes. And I'm like, never buy old, new balance. Because that makes you old balance. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I have flat wide feet. So new balance is my Oh, they're my perfect selection. for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you look yeah. good in them too. You look damn good. <laughs> Danny Franks, man, you're amazing, dude. You are an amazing cat. And honestly, uh, the coolest thing, um, or you know, since I met you in 2000, 2001, I think, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. um, you've always been a really cool cat to me. It took you uh, a couple months to warm up to me. But after that, um, you and I have always been really cool with each other. You're a super talented comedian. You're a super talented person, and thank you so much for coming again on my podcast. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's a blast, I, I, dude. I, I love this. You're amazing, and uh, we'll have you back here soon. You know, probably next year, and uh, you know, or anything else that you have coming up here. So, how can people find you again right now on social media? Uh, I just started a quote unquote fan page on Facebook. That's all I got going for me. Is Thank you. Thank you, everybody. S- shut up. Um, <laughs> I just rep- I just up. reprimanded a sound clip. <laughs> That's what I love about you. Um, yeah, just uh, Danny Frank's comedy is the the fan page. That's where I'm going to be posting uh, where I'll be working uh, in the near future. Man, uh, you oh, got- DannyFranks.com, DannyFranksComedy.com. So you got your own webpage. Yeah, you got you got to do that if you're sending avails out to comedy clubs to show them that you're a little bit serious. Webpage, you have to have a five or seven minute clip, which I have not done yet. I have clips, but they're fifteen plus years old. Like before the flood, we had VHS tapes like from comedians that mm-hmm. died in the eighties. Yeah, like we had promo, and that's how we put together the promos before the show was and some of the comedians they never upgraded their their promo things so you know we're we're showing this young 25 year old comic i'll just throw todd yan 25 year old todd yan and then he comes out to the show and then he's like 45 50 yeah so what what happened to that young joyous you know, a little lad that it's was like telling Mike jokes. Toomey selling, <laughs> telling the same joke about Mars bars. That's a that's a good closer. That's though. a great that's, one. That's it? one of my favorite closers. Yeah. There are some comedians that I could listen to time and time again, and Mike is one of the best. Thanks for giving us an apple. Why don't you smash it all over the side of the house? The signing is new. I think that was, a, <laughs> no, that was pumpkins. Pumpkins. Yeah. Just yeah, make sure just, to smash just, it all over the siding. Just make sure to swear, smear that all over the siding. It's new. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Toomey's so funny, dude. Uh, Danny Franks, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Yay, yay.